Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition. We are here with our very special guest today, which is Abdul Kareem. Is a senior member of the Westminster, Kensington, and Chelsea Council Community Engagement Family and Youth Advocates. He has 18 years' experience working within local communities especially ethnic minorities, on a variety of issues. He's also a mentor for young people. He works with refugees, a Black History Month facilitator, and the founder of the Afro Salamat group. Abdi Kareem was born in the UK, but has ancestry in Nigeria, Mali, and Sudan. So welcome to the show. Uh, welcome. Assalamu alaikum. Alhamdulillah to everybody. Uh, peace be unto you. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be here. Alhamdulillah, Zakalak, I'm very happy to to have you. Well, so I'm, I'm going to just jump straight in because we've got lots to talk about because this is quite, um, uh, you know, very serious topic that we're talking about. We're looking at um, knife crime, gangs, gang culture in the black community, but actually even more than that. Uh, in the Muslim community because in the last we could say like 10-20 years um, we're finding that more and more of the young people that have been killed on the streets are actually Muslims and uh, when we're looking at the latest statistics they're saying that you know the Muslim population is maybe 20% or even higher so we can see that we're finding ourselves uh, more in prison we're finding ourselves getting involved in the gangs and, and also um, we're finding ourselves you know, being killed in more detail. And I know that you're an expert in this area. You've worked in this area for um, a long time and in depth. So we need to really, you know, like, you know, get, get in deep. And like, uh, so, uh, so Abdukri, just tell us so what's going on, what's happening? Well, first of all, like there's this, uh, I like to dispel this myth that's propagated by the media uh, about so-called black on black crime. Um, you know, um, there is crime all over England and it's committed by all races and all nationalities and all ethnic groups. So I don't, I don't see why there has to be a specific title for a specific group of people for a specific type of crime. Uh, why is it labeled white on white crime or Asian versus Asian crime? You know, as you said, uh, you know, there's a, there's rising crime amongst all kinds of people. And I'll tell you something as well, amongst the Asians, uh, and when I say Asians, I'm talking about Southeast Asians, Bangladeshi, Pakistani, and, and Indian, uh, they have very high rates of knife crime amongst themselves in places like Luton, Leicester, Birmingham, and up there in Bradford. Uh, there's also like very high knife crime in Glasgow, as well and places like Liverpool as well Ooh. which is just white on white as well so I don't know why for Ooh. some reason they seem to the media seems to like to project it as if it's black people doing it obviously there are black youths doing it I'm not we shouldn't deny that because they are doing it and they're doing it quite frequently but it's because Ooh. they're in London um, and London's you know there's a there's yeah. a high densely populated young black population around uh, and so that that would that would mm. reflect if you if you talk about the areas that people live in. So let's say, for example, Brixton or Harlesden 
right, which has a high black uh, youth population, then if there's any going to be any crime, youth crime, it, it's going to be, you know, the dynamics would suggest to you that it will be black on black, wouldn't it? Because yeah. those are the predominant group around there. It doesn't mean that there's some kind of... Uh, uh, re- that it doesn't mean that they're doing it because they are black it just so happens to be the area uh, that they're living in so you're correct uh, the Muslim population in prison has gone up uh, quite significantly as well um, yeah. as the, the youth now the Muslim youth um, basically they've bought into this new uh, youth culture this anti-social rebel um, street culture, they've actually bought into that big time. Um, and mm. it did actually originate with the black youths as well. The whole, I think if you go yeah. back to hip hop and all that, they're the ones over here who brought the hip hop music and they popularized it and other people caught on to it. And then after that we had jungle and then we had, and now we have grime. Oh, uh, and so, yes, it, the people that are, at the forefront of the culture are the blacks because they are the trendsetters. Right. But notwithstanding, uh, where I work in Westminster, yeah, uh, Westminster, and, and many people have this stereotypical image of Westminster, mm. you know, because you think of Buckingham Palace, you think of the Houses of the Parliament, Oxford Street, it's a big tourist area. Uh, to Westminster is in one of the Trident, Operation Trident, top five Operation Trident areas. That's mm. for, for, for firearms. Um, and I'm not exaggerating to tell you this, that in Westminster, probably 70 to 80 percent of those people that are involved in gangs and serious youth violence are of Muslim origin. Wow. Yeah, that's just a fact. 80 percent? Yeah, 80. Even even I'm being generous there. I'd even say it's 90. Wow. I'd even say it's 90. When, when we look at the names, of, you know what I mean, of the people that are committing these crimes. Um, but this is youth crime, by the way. I'm not talking about crime in general, because dr- crime in general, you're talking about car theft and stuff like that. Well, that would, you know, that would, you know, evenly spread into other, all different ethnicities and different religions. Yes. Um, but I don't like the term Muslim gang, and I don't like the term Muslim crime neither. Crime is crime, yeah. whether, whether whether a Muslim's committing it or not. So, if yeah. I'm going to object to black on black, I'm also going to object to labelling somebody a Muslim who's yeah. gone and, who's gone and used a knife and stabbed someone. What, what's yeah. his religion got to do with him, the act mm. that he's committed? It's got nothing to do with it. Mm. You see? Uh, mm. So, we, we need to be careful that we don't fall into those kind of traps, and we start you know, doing what Tobin Robinson does. Do you know yes, what I mean? If you, yes. you know, you start you start equating the crime with the religion. Mm. You know, if there's Muslim gangs grooming girls, they're not Muslim gangs grooming girls. They're just paedophiles and and child molesters. That's what they yes. are. They're not Muslim child molesters. As if somehow that's got anything to do with it. It doesn't. The same way, you know, the color of your skin, calling somebody a black gang member, um, it doesn't uh, take away from the fact that the person is just a gang member, whether he's black or not. Yeah. So we do have a problem. Mm. Um, it's a serious problem and it's actually getting worse. You know, it's increasing as well. When I first started doing this work uh, around 15 years ago, yeah, um, the age group that I had for referrals for people that I was working with was like 20, 21, 22. Mm. 
Um, and steadily over the years, that's gone down to 12. It's, it went what down from to, 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 yeah, 12. Wow. There's, there's 12 years. Well, you've got county lines, haven't you? So you've got county lines and 12, 13, 14-year-olds are doing county lines. And to, if you're involved in county lines, at some point, you're going to be involved in violence. Yeah. And so what's happened is it shifted from that the young, the, the, the people that we used to call youth before, like 2019, 20, 21, 22, they've now handed the baton down to even younger people. So a lot of the stabbings... A lot of the violence, the intraviolence that's taking place. If you notice, the age group is between 15 and 18. Yeah. So if you notice, it's very, you know, you do get people 21, 22, but they tend to stay out of it because they're actually controlling the use. They're not getting involved in the violence. Mm. Uh, it's the it's the young people that are doing that. Yeah. So what um what's happened there then? So why is it that you've got the young people more who are doing the stabbings now? Because the young people don't have the maturity, do they? Uh, you know, if you're if you're a if you're a gangster, uh, you know, if you're a mature gangster, you know, one of the codes is that you keep a low profile, isn't it? You don't want people to know what you're doing. Yeah. So you do things, you know, you try to do things undercover, or you try not to make yourself noticeable. But with this new generation now, everything to them, it has to be seen. So with the yeah. technology that they have, with Instagram you know with whatsapp you know all this uh social media they they actually advertise everything that they're doing including the drug dealing they go on there they take pictures of them holding zombie knives they send yeah. it around and it gives them a sense of kudos you know mm. so we're living yeah. in an age of of self-gratification where mm. if you take a picture a photograph of yourself and post it on instagram of us holding a zombie knife you know you're going to get all these likes and people rating you and stuff like that they don't yeah. they really have they're, they're quite immature um and they're, they're emotionally immature and really they're easy pickings for either gang rival gang members or the police because mm. they're so visible out there whereas the older ones are are invisible uh, and don't want to be seen right right you know um you said you I want to pick up something that you said earlier it was quite interesting um, when you were just talking about the Muslims and the gangs, yeah, uh, you're just saying that actually, and it's not just uh, like the black uh, Muslims that are involved in the gangs. So, for example, like it's and, and the gang thing, as you said, is, is a problem everywhere. So, if you go to like Glasgow, then they're white, it's white on white, sure, and uh, in Liverpool, it's white on white. And you was mentioned something about the Asians as well. So, I know, yeah, Luton. Luton, Luton, Luton. Okay. The, the knife crime in Luton is predominantly Asian, right? And okay. it's serious. Like, there's serious stabbings going on there. Serious right. violence. Mm. Um, L- Luton, and also I think that there's some, uh, in um, uh, uh, London, Whitechapel. Yeah. That kind of area. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of like the Bengali. Yeah, area. yeah. Tower Hamlets. Tower Hamlets. Tower yeah. Hamlets. Yeah. Mm. So, but. Do you think that there's a reason why we're seeing more and more of these uh, young people that are getting involved that they're Muslims? Is, is there is there any why why is this happening? What's the reason behind this? I don't think they can escape from it because it's the environment that they're living in. You know, yeah, the environment is it's it's all around them, and that and that seems yeah. to be part of the youth culture now. The youth mm. culture now is being rebellious. It's anti-values. It's anti establishment it's 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 just being bad being bad 
is being good now and it gives you kudos and it gives you self gratification to know that you can make a name for yourself for doing all the wrong things that's just just the environment that we're in the music reflects that the dressing reflects that with they're walking around with your trousers hanging down the whole yeah. attitude is about being rebellious and being rebellious and being seen as someone that does not conform because that gets you attention mm. so you know i i think that when i mean even the language that the young people use if you, if you see the way they speak to each other it, it's very sort of uh microaggressive isn't it there's microaggressions even within the language when they talk to each other there's always a cuss yeah. word here they are everywhere you know and they use words yeah. like you're moist man you're soft do you know they these microaggressions that they have and it's and it's very sort of competitive um yeah. between themselves and they've grown up in that environment and unfortunately you know coming from a background where you're hearing the quran in the house and you know people are praying or you know that you've come from a family that have, have centuries of uh, muslims behind them you've inherited this religion you they, they were probably sent to quranic and islamic schools when they were young but yeah. by the time they get to their teens it's mm. not binding enough on them right it just doesn't bind them at all and the draw and the lure of the streets is so powerful it's so strong that it supersedes well most of what the imams are talking about or any kind of religious person yeah do you think that like one of the problems that we we're, we're seeing is um i, I mean uh well I, I, actually no 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 let me ask something actually so what can the muslim community do um uh, to curb this this problem that's happening what can the muslim community do when you say the muslim community who who do we mean by the muslim community um i mean like the like the mosques the mosque and the imams or, or what are they not doing uh you know to, about this issue uh you know um there's also the issue of generation gap as well oh yes okay uh and so the young people that are misbehaving are a lot younger than the ones before so if you was a gangster before back in the day you would be like 21 22 23 you would still yeah. have some kind of respect uh and reservation for somebody who was older than you you know yes um yes. and and that was always there even though you were doing things on the outside but these mm. youths now have lost that respect um mm. they've lost their respect for their parents they've lost their respect for you know people in general that are older than them and it, and they just don't even go to the mosque uh, if mm, you go to juma yeah. if you go to juma on a friday let's be honest mm. most of the people the majority of people that are inside the juma are in their 40s yes yeah the youth are not they're not attending uh, mm. why is that then why is that yeah. perhaps they you know because it's seen and I'm going to be honest with you it's seen as a place for elderly people to go to it's not youth Absolutely. it's not youth friendly and yeah. so what they have to do they have to attract the youth mm. back in there because they're the future they're the ones yeah. you know in 20 years time they'll be in, they'll be the 40 year olds in the mosque but you've got to try and entice them now so i would mm. say that the mosque should uh, cater for young people either mm. by or well, several things they can do 
um, not necessarily to change the imam to a young person, but that might help. Uh, yeah. But to have programs that reflect youth, so it mm. should the mosque shouldn't just be a place of praying um, and yeah. religious duty. No, you should mm. get involved in community affairs as well. So organize a football yeah. team, uh, organize yeah. a basketball team for girls. Have yeah. art mm. there. Uh, you know, do yeah. just do, make it a community hub because that's what the mosque is. It's, it should be a community hub. It should be a yeah. place where people can go. Uh, and you can do a number of things to to so that you feel that you're part of something, not just a place mm. of uh, of not. To, I'm not undermining religion, <laughs> the praying and the religious aspects, neither. You know, because essentially yeah. that's what the mosque is. You know, that's the pri that's the priority of the mosque. But I'm saying that we're living yeah. in a very strange age now, where we're going to mm. have to you know improvise to get the youth them to come in, and mm. and so again, it should be reflected in the people that are running the mosques. And the programs that yeah. they do, and even the imam. Okay. Yeah. So otherwise, yeah. it's it's just gonna, it will just be a place that seems that there's no interest there, that it's not relevant to them. And when I say relevant as well, the imams should, mm. the, the imams should be talking about community affairs, about what's happening in mm. the community, you know, and what mm. what can they do to assist. They should have drop-in yeah. centers and things like that, but. Yeah. I, in my experience, when I went around to different mosques uh, in Westminster and Kensington and Chelsea, and I gave, I spoke to the imam and I gave him some advice about, you know, mm. what to say on a Friday after the khutbah and everything, yeah. you know, mm. they didn't do it. Uh, mm. They didn't address it. And I said, it's, it's something that you should be addressing, you know, yeah. in front of everyone because you've got mothers yes. and fathers there in the mosque. You've got a very captive yeah. audience. And I said, yes. you know, what's more important um, for you to know about the exploits of Abu Bakr Sadiq, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. Umar, or to, you know, have uh, preventative measures to stop another young person losing their life? I think I think Absolutely. the answer to that is pretty obvious. Yes, yeah? definitely. So you know, yeah. we we need to understand that. We, and not just youth then you know we, we should be talking about other social ills like you know mental health and you know single parent families it we really need to to make the mosque and our communities much more uh community friendly um yeah. and not just have like it only used for one specific reason and if that reason is not up to date with what's going on you're going to lose the majority of the young people they're, and for them, yeah. they will just be Muslim by name, uh, but not by nature. Yeah. yeah, it will just be something that they've inherited. Um, mm -hmm. They know the basics. You know, it's you know it's interesting because I work with a lot of Muslim youths, or rather, youths of Muslim origin. Um, and while they're going around selling drugs and getting into fights and stabbing people, when it comes to Ramadan, some of them they fast. They do. Um, so it, it, that is great. It, it is. It is. Some, some of them fast. I, I, I think they're doing it because it's cultural reasons as well, right? Uh, and it's something that yeah. they've been used to as well. Not all of them fast though, but some of them they do, yeah. uh, and that's yeah. more a cultural kind of thing. Because to me, if you're fasting, mm. then you mm. should be abstaining from all kinds, all all kinds of haram as well. It's not yes. just about not eating yeah. though, is it? So again, yeah. I think perhaps. The way they've been taught Islam 
by their parents. It's, it's more a cultural uh, expression rather than something mm. that you've, you've uh, taken into your heart, something that you fully embraced and it becomes um, a lifestyle choice and, and, and the, and the yes. way that you think. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. You raised some very interesting points. Um, so, other Chris, what do you think about like uh, when you're like interviewing these young people and you're talking to them? Yeah, what is it in their minds that um, you know, like, what do they look up to? You know, what do they value? Because I hear, you know, uh, and I see on on Instagram and stuff like that, social media, a lot about like comes sort of like the drip, the drip culture, and stuff. Is, is this what what they really look up yeah. to? You know, I like um, you know, having you know the expensive like watch clothes. very materialistic very materialistic right. and again mm-hmm. we're living in a time where it's all about self gratification it's all about me right. me 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 look at yeah. me and it, it's the me is not the person it's what what you have so what i say mm. to young people i let them speak I don't stand there waving yeah. my finger at them. I give them the opportunity to say yeah. whatever they need to say. Um, yeah. And I say, you know what? The car is not you, you know. Mm. Right? The designer clothes are not you. Mm. The watch is not you. None of these stuff are you. Yeah. You yeah. were not born with those things. And when you die, they're not going to be mm-hmm. part of you neither. In fact, when you die, yeah. that's none of that is going to be any use to you at all. Mm. You see, so their their mm. happiness comes from trinkets and external things, right. which shows that mm. there's a there's a there's a there's a sadness inside, and a lack of self confidence yeah. inside, and a lack of self love inside that you feel that you yeah. need to buy materialistic objects in order for people to like you, and in order for you to mm. feel good about yourself, mm. and I think. A lot mm. of that has come from the parents, maybe not in the direct way, but in indirect way, because mm. you can passively teach people, you know, people can learn from you to be materialistic without you even realizing it. So if you've got parents that mm. are constantly talking about money on business and things like that, that's a, that you're sort of, yeah. you're trans, uh, you're, you're, you're mentoring that kind of mentality to the young person. Now your parents might be doing it mm. in a halal way. They might have a business, they might have a shop, you know, but all they're talking yeah. about is money, money, and I got to buy this and I got to do this. And so they've planted yeah. that seed of of making money in your head. Now, all of a sudden, when you join mm. the gang now, they show you how to make money, but in in, in an illegal way. And it's the same type of mentality mm. where you're chasing after the 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 paper all the time. So yeah, a lot yeah. of them they they really are materialistic. Um, and there's a lack of self-love there, which has not been developed from a very young age. It could also be that their parents sport them. They 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 lavished yeah. too many things on them when they were young, so they get used to the fact of mm. having things and not having to work for them. There's a lack of appreciation mm. for things as well. You know, they don't. They yeah. just things just come and go. Um, mm. They get money and they spend it just like that. They can spend a thousand pound in ten minutes, mm. <laughs> and they don't care. You know, there's no mm. appreciation and there's no patience as well. But that's the kind of society that we live in in any way, because in a wider society, through the adverts, um, that's what we're being told anyway. Buy this, buy that, get this, get that, get this, it's bigger, get the new iPhone, 
get this, you can do this. All yeah. these kind of things. It's about. It's never about personal development. It's always about external developments, but never about personal yeah. development. And the mm. the kids grow up now um, a lot more brainwashed than you and I when we were young because we never had none of these none of these yeah. things. So they're getting mobile phones mm. at the age of five and four. Oh, yeah, and turning them into robots. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. And you know uh, another interesting thing about well, these young people today um, <clears throat> is the way that um, they don't mind like killing someone, so like stabbing someone in their chest and killing them. And the reason why I'm saying it like this because I remember like growing up in this country, right? Like you know, uh, in, you know, in 70s, 80s, right? There, there were gangs. There were mm. gangs. And not only were they gangs, there were people carrying knives sure. around at that time, right? I mean, you had football hooligans who used to carry knives, and also you had gang members who used to carry knives. But the but the main difference that I could see, right, between uh, uh, those times, you know, like thirty years ago and today, is that, for example, those times, like the worst thing that could happen to you is that they they would uh, cut your face. Yeah, they'll cut your face, and that, and, and then what would happen? That'd be really bad because then you know you'd have a big scar on your mm. face, you know, uh, and that that was like one of the biggest disrespects. That's the worst thing that could happen to you. Because to be honest, most of the fights then, the people would, would, would have a disagreement. They would fight with their fists. Yeah. yeah. So now, fast forward about thirty years, we're seeing you know young people, first of all, like having knives, you know, bigger than them. You know, and as you mentioned earlier, like zombie knives and all these kind of different kind of knives, but then willing to just stab someone in the chest, you know, ready to take and their brag lives. and brag and so boast like, about it as well. And brag yeah. and boast about, but, but what's happened there? Yeah, what again, is they've been they've been des- with the technology, right? They've been mm. desensitized. Mm. You see, so the games that they mm. play, the killing games that they play, which are very addictive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they get pleasure out of playing a game where you're blowing somebody. And these games, I'm sorry to say, um, a lot of them are demonic, bruv. You know, when you're shooting Mm. someone that your head splatters and you see blood going, and they're sitting there and they're getting all excited over this kind of stuff. So it's grooming them from a young age that actually life Mm. doesn't have any value. You know, even though it's in a game, it's going into your subconscious mind as well at the same time. Yeah. You know, so that that is part of the group. I'm not saying that everybody that plays those games is a is is a serial killer or anything like that. I'm just saying that yeah. it's it's part of the grooming as well. You know, yeah. that there are others, you know, a lot of young people that do play those games and they don't go on to do that. And that's because they have a stronger resilience uh to that kind of infiltration into their system and they'll just be put they will just yeah. know that it's a game but there's others that are not they're very vulnerable mm. and that's a form of grooming then you've got the music mm. which encourages it as well at the same time yes, uh, yes. so the music is yes. desensitizing you by you know if yes. somebody's going into a studio and he's making a whole song about killing another person I mean, before yeah. he even got to the studio, he must have sat down and wrote those lyrics. So can you imagine what he was mm. thinking or what kind of thought process or what kind of mentality that he yeah. has where he's he's actually thinking, mm. 
about lyrics mm. and these lyrics are purely yeah. about killing somebody else yeah uh, and they put it to music uh, it's a catchy beat everybody else is listening mm. to it you sing along to it again that's another thing that's going into your subconscious mind as well um, so when it comes to actually stabbing someone you know you've got all of that going through your mind as well at the same time with those seeds have been planted there for a long time um, and mm. but I'll be honest with you um, a lot of the people that I talk to that are inside for yeah. murder or GBH mm. right I'll mm. be honest with you they always say yeah. to me I didn't mean to kill someone I didn't mean mm. to kill that person yeah. so I say why yeah. and they say well look I just yeah. wanted to poke him to teach him a lesson yeah. right yeah. Um, mm. and a lot of them are unaware yeah. that you know that you, you if you stab somebody in the arm you can still kill them if you stab them in the leg, yes. you can kill them. You can stab them in the buttocks, you can kill yeah. them in the stomach. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um, the chances mm-hmm. of you surviving after you've been yeah. stabbed, especially if, if you've been mm. hit in the artery, you've probably got 15 minutes to yeah. live. So mm. they always say that to me. I didn't want it to turn that way. I just, I just like, I poked him in his arm or I poked him in his back. Uh, without realizing yeah. that once you once you hit an artery, and arteries are all over our body, you know it's like a tap being yes. turned on. Um, yes. And so you've got 15 minutes before you actually will lose your life. Wow. You think about it. When how long does it take for the ambulance to get wow. there? But the, from the oh, time you got yeah, by the time you got stabbed. So unfortunately, I have to yeah. teach people like first aid now. If you're at the scene, what to do if somebody's being stabbed? Find out where the yeah. entry wound is and try and use something flat to, to stop the blood from yeah. coming out until the, you know, the um, the ambulance uh, or the par- paramedics arrive. It's funny that we're talking about this now because this, I think today or yesterday was the anniversary of Damilola Taylor. Do you remember him, Damilola oh, Taylor? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's deaf. Yeah, he's deaf, he would have been yes. thirty now, thirty years old. Wow. Yeah, because he was ten, wasn't he? When he, yeah. 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 So he would he would have been thirty Stop years me. old. Can you imagine? Mm. Yeah. That is shocking. Really, yeah. really shocking. Mm. So, um, um, another interesting thing is, uh with all of this stabbing going on and the culture at the moment it seems like that you know from a religious perspective that there's a lot of evil around yeah yeah you know once I looked at these masks that young people are wearing and the masks to me they just look I funny you should say that there's somebody sent like, me uh, they said to me oh, Kareem have a look at this video I said what's that he said just have a look mm. So I said, all right, then I did. Mm. Sent me the link. And it's by a group from Lewisham yeah. called Block Block mm. Six. Block Six. Mm. And they're all wearing mm. these masks, right? And if they're not wearing masks, then they've got mm. their face covered up. And all the guy yeah. is talking about is Satan. He's saying that I've, I've made a oh, pact yeah. with the devil. And I've, and I've, have you heard of yeah. it? 
no, no, I, yeah, I've, I've made a yeah, pact yeah. with the devil, yeah. and I've, I've, I've made yeah. my sacrifice, and I sacrificed my life for him. And I had to think, whoa, this wow. is taking it to levels. You know what I mean? These yes, are levels. Yes, and, yes. and to me, why am I not surprised? Yeah. Why am I not surprised? Because the things that you're mm. doing are evil anyway. So to me, you you know, yeah. for you to just actually go all the way and say, well, actually, yeah, I am I am uh, following shaitan. And, uh, you know, mm. my music is actually demonic. And that is another form yes. of communication, again, to get the youth yeah. into this satanic rituals. And they may, and, and this, mm. you know, killing and doing all the stuff that they're doing, mm. that's why they're desensitized to it as well, because they're actually doing it under the mm. under the influence of shaitan, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in, um, uh, in North London, funny enough, that there, there, there was um, like a Christian organization, right? But I, I think now there was a bit of controversy around the, the, um, the, the main um, priest yeah but uh, when when they were when they were going uh, when they were really working well in the community I was quite happy to see what was going on because what they what they were managing to do is they were managing to bring the young people that were involved in gangs to the church and they were managing to take them out of the the, the gangs and into the church and the, the way they did that is because they, they, the church it was full of young people and the young people you know looked really nice you know um, they're they dressed in all designer clothes and even the the, the main uh, preacher he had some really you know posh car so, so they all respected that but you know and then he had like young kind of like uh, like um, priests who were like role models who would go into the community and like you know talk to the, all these gang members so um i, w- I was watching are they, are they africans uh, by the way because i think i've seen i think i've seen them yeah 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 they were, they were yeah. africans yeah 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 they were africans and he, he had like caribbeans going there as well but there's a lot of africans there yeah the main um uh the main priest he was african i think he was a nigerian sure. yeah the main priest but like what what was interesting right was that there were so you know they got like episodes stuff on on uh, social media there was one episode where um uh, there was a gang member from like north london and he was really notorious right uh you know he was really deep in the gangs killing people and stuff but then he he um he, he converted to christianity right but what was deep is that in the church when he converted right they started praying on him and he 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 just like he was just wiggling on the floor, right? And he he, he just he, he wouldn't he mm. couldn't keep still. He kept wriggling around. And then afterwards, when they spoke to him, uh, you know, afterwards he goes, yeah, he goes like, uh, what was happening was that all the evil was coming out of him because he said that yeah, you know, you know, when I was deep in the gangs, I used to go and get like black magic done on me, so that like you know that no one could kill me. You know, so I kind of like make a pack with the devil. It's funny you should say pack. that because that same video that I looked at, mm. the, the guy who's rapping, he mentions yeah. Juju and Obia in the song. So, yeah, is, yeah, you yeah. know, this is that what they're on now? Is that what they're on now? Yeah, this is what's going on. It's, it's, and it's, it's, it's all evil. It's all evil. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, uh, so, so definitely, you know, like uh, evil, you know, plays a big part. So, um, uh, we, we've talked a lot about you know what's happening on the streets. So like, 
what what can parents do though? Because like you know, if they're we're probably going to get like parents listening to this, you know, um, uh, activists listening to this, practitioners, you know, listen to it as well, and just you know, people interested in this kind of area. But so like, what can like, well, first of all, there isn't um, a manual of how to correct or how to because st- people ask me that question as well. They go, oh, how can yeah. we stop the youths from doing this? And I, 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 the yeah. reason why I can't give you a direct answer because there isn't one because there's mm. there's so many different reasons why there's so many different reasons why kids get yeah. into gangs. There's so many reasons why kids sell drugs. It's not your stereotypical, mm. you know, he comes from a council estate. You've got kids that come from middle class backgrounds that are attracted to that lifestyle as well. So that might have nothing to do with mm. his family's social status. It could be to do with just how he feels about himself, about his low self-esteem, about his sense of belonging. Mm. Or maybe he's just rebelling against yeah. the goodness that his family have shown him. Do you know what I mean? There's all kinds yeah. of reasons. So, I, you know, for parents, mm. I would say, find out what's going on. Well, first of all, talk to your kids anyway. That's the first thing. You should open a line of conversation with them. Uh, from a very young age and try to be you know give them the opportunity to speak to talk to express their feelings and then you in return express your feelings and how you feel and your what your concerns are and try to have that conversation Mm. try to open that dialogue because we can learn we could learn a lot from young people as well because we're not them you and I uh, and, and all other adults we're walking down the street and you know we're totally oblivious mm. to what's going on aren't we you know what I mean we're just living our own lives yeah. and, you know what I mean and everything's yeah. all hunky-dory but mm. if you're a young person yeah. you know you're fully aware that there's places yeah. that you can't go there's you know there's people that you can't yeah. talk to you know you know you know the codes yeah. there's things that you can't say there's no speaking yeah. and all this so mm. you could actually witness something happening and you're not allowed to say anything whereas if you and I saw it We'd contact the police, wouldn't we? Yeah. We'd want something done. But they see yeah, things yeah, happen yeah. and there's a code mm. that they have amongst themselves. So we need to kind of try mm. and um, establish communication with our young people. Tell them that we love them. We're concerned about them. We're hearing about mm. these things, you know. Um, and then yeah. try to network with other parents um, and other organisations that offer this kind of service if you're having that problem with your own uh, child that is but if you're not it's good to be like, mm. part of you know there's plenty of groups that are doing like parenting courses uh there's loads of webinars lots of things and try to increase your knowledge um about and and have an awareness of what is going on now if your son or daughter is involved then there are a number of you know organizations which you can contact such as saint giles it depends on where you're living as well there's a St. Giles's Trust. You've got mm. Gangs Line. Um, there's there's numerous. Mm. And I can't, off the top of my head, there's so many of them I can't remember. But, you know, don't be afraid and don't leave yeah. it too late. You know, don't turn a blind eye to things because they won't get better. They will, in fact, get worse uh, if you allow it to just mm. fester. And I see that with a lot of parents because yeah. they spot the signs early, but they think it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't go away. Mm. It just carries on, and, and it just gets worse until it, it ends yeah. up with uh, the son or the daughter these days actually ending up in a situation mm. where they've either gone to prison um, or they've been stabbed yeah. or they've been killed. 
sometimes you know mm. you, you you see it a lot on the TV don't you like somebody gets killed yeah and then the people come out and go oh he was mm. such a nice boy he was doing his GCSEs he was well mannered yeah. and you're thinking well if he was if he was all of those things well how's he end up dead yeah you know that I'm not listen yeah. nobody deserves to die <laughs> yeah you know what I mean but you just yeah. don't know that guy could have had another side to him you know or he was associating with the wrong people mm. maybe he was a good guy maybe he was all those things to those people you know but there could have been another side to him that you didn't see yeah. or he just he was not confident enough or didn't have the resilience enough to make the right decisions in terms of the company that he was keeping um it's a difficult one mm. for parents because we're all striving in this system here to try and survive and we're all learning as we go along but yeah. there is a lot of people out there such as yourself Rakeem who are doing a lot of good work and so we will try our best to inform mm. and support as many people as possible we'll go to the youth clubs we'll go to yeah. the, the ones that are left we'll yeah. go to the mosques you know we'll go to the community yeah. centers we'll go to coffee mornings mm-hmm. we'll try and raise that awareness mm-hmm. so that people are, are informed it's better to yeah. be informed and armed with knowledge than to not know uh, and just be confused yes Mm. oh wow that is really really good um uh thank you so much there's a lot of good um good good advice there you know good knowledge okay so uh uh just um if if anybody hears you know listens to the podcast and they want to get in contact with you yeah um so how can they get in contact Uh, with you well, they can get in contact with you to get in contact with me. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, well, want, yeah, I don't yeah, want to put yeah, in my uh, yeah, contact yeah. details over the year, and because otherwise I'm just going to get a hundred yeah, phone yeah, calls. That, you know cool. what I mean? And that's I'll cool. be kind of overawed. So yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah, rather yeah. them get in contact with you, that's and then from you, then you can um, no get in problem. contact with yes, me. Yes, I mean, yes. I am quite an approachable. <laughs> I am quite absolutely, an approachable absolutely. person. Um, but you, you can yes. imagine, I get so many phone calls on a daily basis so I, I have imagine. to kind of monitor that as well imagine, uh, so that I don't get uh, yes, yes, I don't yes, get yes, snowed yes, under yes. Um, so yes you know but mm. I do work in Westminster as part of the Westminster IGXU which is the integrated gangs unit so I'm there uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm you know I'm about anyway so if people want to contact me they can um, yeah 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 excellent well, thank you so much. That was really great. Lots of um, um, important information. And I hope that um, there's parents listening, that you take it on board, what has been said. And uh, to everybody out there, we just say to them, you know, just be safe. You know, be safe. You know, look after your loved ones. Um, you know, like tell them that you love them. And also for all of us that have young people, listen to them. Listen. You know, constantly listen to not 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 just you know because sometimes as older people we sometimes just lecture a lot, but we don't listen. Let's listen to them. And as Abdul he pointed out um, earlier on that this is not um, our age group. This is not our time. This is not this is not our experience. We're, we're not living. We're not going to school right now. So the experience of young people is very different from. Uh, our time so we need to listen to them and then w- w- when we hear them talking to us we try our best to guide them uh, alhamdulillah take care everybody be safe and inshallah we'll see you on the next one alaikum
ورحمه الله تعالى وبركاته